everyone. This is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We're focusing on the joyful journey of life this year, and particularly what Ayurveda and yoga can offer us in this light. Do any of you feel like the journey is anything but joy-filled? Let's see if we can shine a light in this area so we can reveal all that we have access to, the true power of who we are as human beings, spirit in a body. Many of us go through life feeling different than others. Sometimes we feel strange or odd because our characteristics, our interests, and our approaches to life may be different than those around us, different from our family, our friends, maybe from schoolmates or co-workers. We may even feel isolated as a result. And then the tendency for some of us is to move away from ourselves in order to fit in, to be more like others, to do things like others. Oof. And then we may find that this doesn't feel so good as we go through life. Many of us find out after one or two career changes or marriages, and then we begin that journey back to our true selves. And we could say that all of our experiences bring us to where we are, and they have value. I certainly feel that way now, but in the midst of things earlier in my life, I didn't always feel that way. But when we have a deeper understanding of ourselves, understanding of our uniqueness, it can offer a clarity that supports us on our path in life. In Ayurveda, we understand the uniqueness by exploring our unique constitution, or what's called prakriti in Sanskrit, which is established at the time of conception. Think about that. What mom and dad bring to the event is what we get, along with the karma we bring with us. It's actually a neat way to look at life. It makes sense in many ways. In utero and after birth, everything we're exposed to is what we're responding to. And these are our experiences that create our state of imbalance at the moment also unique. So you could say it's our starting point on any given day. And just take a moment to reflect on that for yourself. In the late 20th century, as Ayurveda was coming to the West, in an attempt to explain it to a Western mind, something called a dosha quiz or a dosha questionnaire was established. And given how we've been educated, we love that idea of putting ourselves into a box and fitting in. It seemed easier to understand. Our education these days wants us to put things in boxes to get the right answer and certainly not be wrong. It's important to be careful not to get hung up on knowing your prakriti. The prakriti tells us our tendencies in life. That's it. 
the things that we may lean toward at our first choice. It can indicate some weaknesses and strengths. Yet we also have our karma and our desires in life. So we can often move well beyond the weaknesses, and sometimes we can also miss those strengths. I like to think of Prakriti as as a ballpark rather than one point. It's a region, a region where there are no symptoms, a sense of joy and flow in life, little to no resistance on the inside, and moving through things with grace on the outside. And this is possible for all of us, but it may not look exactly the same for all of us. Yes, there's that uniqueness again. But when our way of living disturbs any or all of the four pillars of health that we look at in Ayurveda, these pillars are what we call ahar, the diet, vihar, the lifestyle, nidra, your sleep, and brahmacharya how we manage our vital energies. Well, when we do things that take any of these out of balance, this affects the vikriti, which is our state of imbalance at any time. So when we stray too far from the ballpark region, our prakriti, symptoms start showing up. So what we're doing in all aspects of life in each 24 hours matters. And the results will be revealed, maybe slowly at first, and then more so over time. So viewing it then this way is the holistic approach. Everything has an effect on everything else, and everything matters. And the symptoms aren't the same for all of us. What affects us and how it affects us is different for some and similar for others. And there's that uniqueness again. So for all of it, eliminating the cause is the key. And then the doshas which are made up of the five elements, are how we describe the prakriti and the vikriti. And these are the same for all of us. They're not the same amount, but all five elements are present. So there are earlier podcasts where I talk about more details of the doshas, but let's just say right now, the amount of each of the doshas dictates the tendencies of prakriti. So that's that amount at conception. So those tendencies can be of a helpful nature or less helpful. The thing is, the tendencies become big and even extreme and exaggerated with dosha imbalance. And that could be excess dosha or deficient dosha. So my point is, 
it's important to understand where we are right now, the Vikriti. Then we learn what adjustments are needed to move toward Prakriti. Then we have change in a positive direction. It's what we call healing. And so this process then, this is what happens in an Ayurvedic health consultation. How to adjust the course that you're on to move toward Prakriti by understanding your Vikriti, where you are. Understanding the imbalances that are causing the symptoms. And then how to correct. And there's one more important piece. I've spoken previously of Agni, our digestive capacity. How it's our ability to digest food and life. It creates our metabolism as well as providing the main component, feeding what's called our ojas. Our ojas then is our immunity, our vitality, and our blissfulness. It's big stuff. That's why we have our Agni therapy program to not only provide a reset for Agni, but for you to fully understand how to care for this vital part of your humanness and for you to be able to maintain long-term well-being. What's more, Agni and Dosha can disturb each other. So the balanced condition of Agni is critical to that successful movement toward Prakriti. We're in a constant state of change, both on the inside and the outside of us. When Agni and, and or the doshas are out of balance, we can really become deluded about change, actually thinking that we're going to stop it. And as a result, we form attachments to people, to places, to things. We have attachments to feelings. And this creates a lot of suffering for us on many levels. When vata is in excess, we feel insecure, anxious, fearful, and we will latch on to anything outside of us. And when pitta is in excess, we try to impatiently control everyone and everything around us. And when kapha is in excess, we go into denial about our fierce attachments. None of it sounds like much fun. In yoga, we learn about the practice of vairagya, or non-attachment. And it's the practices of yoga combined with balancing agni and doshas in Ayurveda that allows us to release attachments, to release them with some joy that we can experience the freedom so that we really fully step into life. And then, of course, we have less reason to latch on to things outside of us or to try to prevent change. Ever notice when your mind is calmer, everything is easier? When Bhatta Dosha is calm and Agni is working well, we feel more secure in life. We have more spiritual connection. Or when Pitta Dosha is calm, acceptance of life on life's terms becomes much easier. 
And when kapha is calm, we can feel calm and loving toward ourselves as well as others, even as we let go of the attachments. And as a result, we experience more freedom and joy in whatever we're doing. And our agni needs to be functioning well and the doshas well-balanced for the calm to be sustainable. All of what I've talked about today moves us forward on the joyful journey of life. Understanding the vikriti, how to bring balance to the doshas and agni, in order to move toward our prakriti and to move toward self-realization, state of yoga. There's much more that can be said here, so next time we'll take another step on the journey. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halepule. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.